Yes, indeed, I would like to. Um, it's our friend Ruth Marshall, who is uh, a storyteller, a folklorist, a heritage specialist, and many, many other things besides. Good morning, Ruth. How are you? Hello there, PA. How are you? I hope that uh, at least covered some of your various talents and expertise, <laughs> Ruth. And this morning we're going to be drawing on that knowledge because we want you to talk to us at the beginning of our little mini-series here this morning on winter festivals. We want you to talk to us about what we've just experienced, the winter solstice. What is the winter solstice, Ruth? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, really, a lot of people probably think these days the winter solstice is one of the Celtic festivals, in adverted commas. But... I mean, it's not. It, the winter solstice is a cosmic event. It's um, it's the time of of the year when um, we have we experience the shortest daylight and the longest night. And the word solstice itself comes from the Latin um, "sol" being uh, sun. And um, I can't remember the actual word, um, but it translates as sun stands still. And um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't kind of mean that if you're looking at the horizon, observing the sun, that it does stand still. What it, what it really means is that um, if you were getting up early in the morning to observe where on your horizon the sun rises and taking note of that point. At, at this time of year, for three days in a row at the winter solstice, the sun appears to rise at exactly the same point. So it stands still, you know, gradually you would have been seeing it moving along the horizon day by day um, at the same, you know, at the moment of sunrise. But at the solstice for these three days, it, um, it appears to rise at exactly the same point. So hence the standing still. Um but, you know, having said that, you know, as a solar event in relation to the Earth, um, we experience it as a time that we can kind of stand still as well, <laughs> I think. Um, you know, with that, um, with that growing, you know, the, the growing darkness leading up to that point, the solstice is a, a pivot, if you like, a kind of pivotal point, because after that, then the the daylight hours begin to gradually grow longer again. So we, you know, if we, um, if we if we take note of these things, we can also see a reflection of that happening within ourselves. Um, I know so, you know how a lot of people um, get depressed in the winter time. Yes, you know, because of the um, the the growing <clears throat> darkness, seasonal you know. affective disorder, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, and so 
you know, a lot of people over, you know, the last few decades got into the habit of going off and visiting sunny climes during the <laughs> winter time, um, you know, in order to fill themselves up with light. But I, I guess what I'm suggesting is we could save ourselves a whole load of money and save <laughs> the carbon footprint, you know, by by looking inside ourselves mm-hmm. for so, that light. So it's yeah. from from that point of view, it can really be a period of reflection, a period of thinking about, I suppose, looking back to see what happened during the year, what goals and so on one might have achieved, and then, you know, thinking about maybe changes that need to be made like a personal new year well, kind of idea oh well that's that's a good idea pa yeah certainly um you know certainly i know a lot of people would look at those 12 days from christmas to um epiphany as as a time for that reflection and kind of goal setting almost for the for the new year but you know, as 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 Christmas was kind of superimposed onto the older um, celebration, I think it's every bit as appropriate. You know, to start now, yes, um, or to start then. Um, the and are there particular, you know, so, rituals and so on associated with? The solstice, Ruth, that you would be aware of. <clears throat> oh goodness! And well, I mean, certainly from you know from our ancient times here yeah. um, in Ireland, you would you would you everybody these days would know about Newgrange and how the central chamber there. There's a passage leading from there to the entrance to the big mound at Newgrange, and how there is a little. Um, a light box, if you like, a little opening just above the the doorway, and at the well, you know, we are told that it was designed so that the sun rising on the day of the winter solstice would shine through that uh, through that little opening, shine all the way along the passage and into the central chamber, and. In that central chamber, there were kind of big stone basin and mm-hmm. and the same kind of carvings that there are on the large stones on the outside of of um, of Newgrange. So you can imagine that you know um, the gosh the very privileged position of being within that mound at that moment um, to to literally bring that light inside. And I suppose metaphorically that's what I'm kind of trying to suggest if we observe um, you know, people people these days will get up early and go somewhere to watch the sunrise yes. on um, you know, on the solstice morning. People will go um there is, of course, you know, the annual lottery for for the privilege of being able to be one of the few <laughs> inside the mound at Newgrange on the day of the solstice. I think they can only take about 30 or so. But these days there are 
hundreds of thousands of people who will gather outside there mm-hmm. on on um, on the morning of the solstice to watch the sunrise on the horizon. But all around the country, you know, people get up these days to watch the solstice sunrise. Thankfully, you know, at this time of year, the sunrise isn't too early. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, with all those who um, have got into cold water swimming and so on over the last few years, you will see people deciding to go for their early morning cold water dip on the solstice morning or whatever. You know, going for walks to... Um, to the top of hills or visiting ancient sites, these kind of things mm-hmm. that, um, you know, are very accessible. Mm-hmm. And um, and I suppose it reconnects different. with it. it reconnects us with the idea of <clears throat> life well, yes. coming back, you know, yes. regenerative uh, life coming back. And uh, Exactly, you know, because you could even <clears throat> picture... Um, you could picture the mound at Newgrange like a, oh, almost like a pregnant belly, and here comes the light, um, you know, to to enlighten <laughs> us, um, I suppose. But um, I, I guess, you know, we're we're not alone in having a, a, a festival in the middle of winter to to honour the the return of the light. It's so important for all of us, you know. I I know in stories that I tell with kids about this time of year, I talk about how you know without the without the sun, sure our our ancient ancestors would have. You know, they would have had no light, no mm. warmth. They would have led an extremely miserable existence, I think, <laughs> without it. And and we know that in our inner lives as well. That um, well, I suppose it's the, the natural world light. is uh, re- reasserting mm. itself. The natural world is reasserting itself by this method. Yes. And it also sure. perhaps connects, oh. mentioning Newgrange, perhaps it connects with the idea of people be, people being buried to face east, you know, in resurrection. To, to face the rising sun. Exactly, yes. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, other things people would have done historically, you know, would have um, kind of brought in the evergreens. Again, another symbol of kind of everlasting life. Um you know that eventually nowadays we have it as our holly and ivy and the mistletoe and and these days the Christmas tree as well. But um, I'm sure we would always have you know have um, decorated with these things. Um, yeah, and there's something about that bringing the light and finding the light within ourselves at this time of year when things are really hard and challenging and Mm -hmm. perhaps this year even more so than most Um, but it's only once we have kind of rekindled that light within ourselves that we can share it with others that's a very uh, you know it's a mm -hmm. Very. Yeah, an important an important piece of work to do at this time of year to you know rather to rather than kind of try and escape from it 
by going off on our sunshine holidays. Yes. To, to sit to sit in the dark until yeah. we find that spark and then, you know, and welcome it. And um, with our, yeah, as, as you were suggesting, PA, you know, with our, our hopes and our dreams for for the coming year. Yeah. Well, I think so that we can, that's... You know, to let yeah. that light grow. It's certainly so. given us a new perspective on what I think we often think of as a rather, you know, wasted time of year in the sense that it is dark and a lot of our activities are obviously hampered by that darkness. But this is giving us a whole new way of thinking about it, Ruth. And you've explained um, so well about Newgrange and the, the whole sort of festival idea connected to that. So I want to thank oh. you very much for talking to us this morning and oh, being welcome. part of this um, examination, if you like, of winter festivals that we're trying to do in a little mini-series within the programme this morning. So thank you very much, Ruth, and a very happy yeah, Christmas to well, you and your family. Have you, have you a moment for two lines from a poem? Oh, yes, by all means. Go? Oh, yes, please. Well, well, there's well, there's two lines from a Liz Lockhead poem about in the mid midwinter, and it's just, the light comes back, the light always comes back. And and one and two lines from one of my own about pre, uh, preparing for dark times. There's a little verse in there. Before you leave home, convert yourself into a solar panel. Gather what light there is and channel it into your life. And I think that's what we can do, you know, at this time of year in the darkness. Find that light and let ourselves shine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so. a, that's a wonderful, a wonderful thought to take away with us this morning, and so appropriate for for Christmas. Thank you, Ruth. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, PA. Okay.